aka Patters. Thank you for joining me. Welcome to the Road to 300, and this is episode 298. Now, I thought I saw this movie. We're, we're talking 2013's Rush, directed by Ron Howard, starring Chris Hemsworth, starring another guy from another Marvel movie, starring the girl from uh, Cowboys and Aliens. It, it, the list goes on and on. It actually, and the movie opens with that Game of Thrones girl. But, I'm Peter A. DeLuca. I am your host. And if you're new here, thank you for joining me. And if you don't know who I am, I'm the pop culture group. I am the sketchbook king. I am the eclectic one. I'm all over every every media. You can Google me. You can search me out. I'm there everywhere. We're talking car racing movies. So very clear on this road to, to 300. we got two left. But let's talk about 2013's Rush because it is a masterpiece. Let's go. Hey, hey, hey. Look, look, I, <laughs> I, I did the uh, the previous episode, Driven, uh, 2001. Uh, so we're, 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 we're kind of going every 10 years here. And th- this is natural because a lot of the placement for these movies were, I went, I went back and forth very little. Now, with Le Mans, who was our uh, second, uh, the Steve McQueen movie, our second uh, movie uh, of this series. It, you know, like I kind of went into detail on the horror story it was for me to finally watch that movie. And during all of this, uh, your boy over here has moved, uh, jump-started a, uh, an Indiegogo, uh, really cracked down and got my comic book going. And that's available now. So if you go to Indiegogo and, and you know, type... Type it into your browser and you search Trial by Fire, you will find AKA Pad, uh, Peter A. DeLuca, you'll find my, my comic. And you might, might, might be like, Pete, Pete, like, what, what's this comic book all about? Look, look. It's superhero science fiction with an emphasis on science fiction because I'm dealing with concepts here that are just a little bit new, they're a little bit unknown. And they're really fun to work with. And this is the beginning of that. This is just your primer story to set everything up. But it's also derived from a, uh, a little thing I came up with in 1996, 1997, uh, when this old, grizzly, good-looking man behind this microphone was in high school. And uh, I'm all for finishing the job, like hashtag complete the job, hashtag finishing the job. And this project is a definition of that. So it, in the intro, I just feel like I just got to like uh, just get to this real quick. But I just have to say, <laughs> don't forget that because um, I forgot to bring this up. Driven from our latest episode was somewhat of a uh, true box office disappointment and it was also this return for Burt Reynolds uh, because Burt Reynolds has a rich history in car racing movies, which is why I kind of focus on Stoker Ace and not Smokey and the Bandit. But Stoker Ace, too, is also about the industry. Uh, like I said, we're not doing Fast and Furious because it's not really it's about car culture and it does shed some light on a part of car culture that's just largely forgotten. Same way that American Graffiti does. And a lot of people always compare uh, Fast and Furious to Point Break because of the uh, the Paul Walker, the, the similarities between Paul Walker and the Keanu Reeves character. But <laughs> it's really a, um, 
like a hardcore update of American graffiti. That's just the way I look at it. But so we're talking Rush here. And in the intro, I I call this movie a masterpiece. Now, if you go through the history of this podcast, you'll see a lot of Ron Howard. I I am a Ron Howard guy. I'm a Ron Howard. Um, I appreciate uh, so much of what he's done. I believe he is uh, very diverse. And he does swing for the fences. And he understands the material once, once he has it. This is a furthering of that concept. Now, this it doesn't mean that Ron Howard isn't suffering from old guy syndrome, meaning a lot of his stuff just doesn't resonate in concept alone. And we see this a lot with, with aging film filmmakers. Black Sea, right? Is 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 it called Black Sea? Uh, he he made uh, the Heart of the Sea. Uh, 2015 uh, $25 million box office This movie didn't do much better This movie's domestic box office Roughly $27 million. When you have the best Car racing movie of all time At $27 million We, we have ourselves a problem American film going community American film going audience We really do Now I can go through the entire history of Ron Howard, and I like, and uh, his movies have a rewatchability. You know, like I'm picking more movies to rewatch than I'm not. And we can go all the way back down to Night Shift uh, with Michael Keaton, right? I believe Michael Keaton's in that. I may have seen that movie once or twice, but look, Night Shift, Splash, Cocoon, Gung Ho. Another Michael, Michael Keaton collaboration. Amazingly underrated for Guy movie. Uh, Gung, Gung Ho 1986 was also part of Hollywood's fascination with the fall of Detroit. The, um, the Detroit order making. That's not a Robocop reference. Then we have Willow Parenthood Backdraft. Far and Away. People rip apart Far and Away. They hate that movie. I love it. Tom Cruise all the way. Then we have The Paper Apollo 13. And Ransom. Now, Ransom, uh, that was so hot when that came on. And that's a year later. Uh, big Oscar run with Apollo 13. Apollo 13, your your second greatest astronaut movie of all time. Number one being the right stuff. And then we go into Ed TV. Now, Ed TV, 1996, is a competitive year when it comes to reality television movies. Because we have The Truman Show. And everybody, even now, wants and remembers Truman Show. Ed TV is legit. Woody Harrelson, Jenna Elfman, uh, Matthew McConaughey. The movie stacked. The movie has a point. The movie has an arc. It's entertaining. And then we get, in 2000, uh, one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. This is an unpopular opinion, but I will say this. A while ago... Uh, I think two seasons ago, I did an episode on How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That is still getting listens and downloads to this day. People love that movie. And thank you, <laughs> a, all, all you AKA Patters out there. Thank you for joining me for the love of How the Grinch Stole Christmas train. And then we have uh, a really nice Oscar arc. We're going for the Oscars here. In 2001, we have... 
Russell Crowe, A Beautiful Mind, produced by Kiva Goldsmith. And, you know, Kiva Goldsmith is a storied storyteller. He's been a part of a lot of movies. Yeah, and, and when we talk Beautiful Mind, it's important to also understand the career of, of Akiva Goldsmith, who was behind the uh, awesome Lost in Space, uh, Gary Oldman, uh, stacked cast, uh, the dude from Friends was in that, Joey. Uh, I I like that movie, always liked that. I believe that was 1999, another 1999 reference. But definitely, that Akiva Goldsmith movie is a must-watch. Go check it out. But yeah, so when Beautiful Mind came around, 2001, uh, it was like this Ron Howard, like, you know, coming to the party, awakening moment. And let's go him, Brian Grazer, Imaginary Entertainment, let's go for some Oscars. So after Beautiful Mind, Beautiful Mind takes on the gold, gets all the attention. Uh, domestically, 170 worldwide, 318. Now, I always view Beautiful Mind as a lowball Oscar winner. Uh, the hook, I never believed, got into the hook. I never wanted the hook. The hook for that movie can go, uh, especially with the reveal that the hook is so early. And it's just it just placates into uh, idiocy. Uh, low-hanging fruit type storytelling, but that doesn't mean that the elements of the direction and the way how that movie's made and the acting isn't uh, great because it is. But it is, it does have Akiva's like you know they they like to say fingerprints. It does have it has his touches. It has his fingerprints. Uh, but a lot of people love that movie. So two thousand three, we have the missing. The, uh, this is. I gotta maybe do this for the 31 Days of Dread. This, this is one of the best, like, backwoods psychological thrillers ever made. Uh, Ryan Howard makes, uh, like, if, if you drill into genre, he makes the best ever in a very, uh, in some narrow categories, but they're, uh, they're significant and they're fantastic. And then we have Cinderella Man, 2005. Another Russell Crowe collaboration, Paul Giamatti. I think, uh, ooh, we got some police. Uh, and I think Renee, not Renee Russo. Um, oh my God, I forget the girl in that. But that's one of the best Depression era movies ever. Uh, a good movie to pair 2005 Cinderella Man with is Seabiscuit. Uh, both of those movies illustrate the uh, Depression, unlike any other. It's a great movie. Go watch it. Uh, Cinderella Main 2. Very, very nice at the box office. 60 million. And I know it's not breaking that that covered it 100 million. But uh, 60 million for a, a Depression era boxing movie is pretty good in my eyes. And then he goes into box office with Tom Hanks. Another collaboration with Tom Hanks in the uh, Da Vinci Code. We all know this movie. He's made three of them. Inferno, right? Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons, and Inferno. <laughs> by, by the time Inferno comes out, Inferno really, uh, 34 million. The uh, Da Vinci Code, uh, 700 million worldwide, 200 plus million here domestically, 220. And then we're, we're back at the Oscars with Frost Nixon, 2008. Yeah. To uh, again, like a really good Oscar arc, two thousand and nine, all the way down to two thousand one. Oh, almost ten years of dominating 
uh, putting movies uh, into the big race. And look, look, you can also compare Apollo 13, you know, but uh, he, he had a gap between Apollo 13 and Beautiful Mind. But his, his Oscar run is some, you know, one of the best ever. So, and then we have The uh, Dilemma, which is a Vince Vaughn movie, I believe. Uh, that's such and such. We have Rush. Then we have uh, Heart of the Sea, collaborating again with Chris Hemsworth. Uh, the real-life inspiration for the story that led to Moby Dick. This is a drill down into a concept that uh, I will keep saying it. I've said it before. I've said it again. No one asked for this movie. No one wanted it. Just no one wanted it. Inferno. No one really wanted it, but it's good to see Ron Howard complete a, a level of a trilogy. I would like to watch uh, the uh, Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons, and Inferno back to back to back to rate it within the uh, where where does this fall within the the kaleidoscope of trilogies? Because it is a kaleidoscope. <laughs> and then we have Solo, and look, it, it is well documented how much I like the movie Solo. But so, like, you know, Ron Howard just hasn't had any heat in a while. Rush is that heat. Rush is such a, an amazing movie. Uh, I'm watching this movie thinking I saw it. And I'm not sure I saw this movie. I remember liking it. I didn't remember any detail. The uh, This movie, pun intended, is on all cylinders. Before I sat down, I wanted to look up, what, like, what, what was happening with the Academy Awards you know, for the 2013 movies, it, I would say it's a competitive year, but there was no room for Rush, which is really sad because everyone in Rush is great. Every technical aspect of that movie is fantastic. Rush should have got some love from the, from the Academy. I really feel like it got robbed uh, on a huge criminal level. Rush should have at least been nominated for Best Picture, there's other movies you, you can take out of, of the Best Picture run, and I'm sorry. So, yeah, uh, I don't like. I don't want to go more into this movie because it's it's a true life story. It's one of the better true life sports movies. It's a great performance by Chris Hemsworth. Uh, the the orange glow of this movie is just awesome. The racing is there. You follow this story through peaks and valleys. There is no scene in this movie you don't understand the stake. I say, I repeat this. Uh, one of the signs of uh, that a movie's kind of cracking is when you, like, you take a break and then you go back to the movie, or even before you rewatch a movie. And if you don't know where you are as an audience member while this movie's running. Okay, and by that I mean that what are you anticipating? What's happening? Who are the characters? What am I expecting? If you cannot answer that in, in a somewhat meaningful way, <laughs> as of they're trying to save this person, they're falling in love, they're pissed, uh, they have to escape the skyscraper. Uh, if, if you're not able to answer it in these very fun, simple, uh, like, explanations then the movie itself is failing now some movies tether that line where there's a anticipation like a killing of a sacred deer so you speak there's like a um an a anticipation built into that movie but those movies that do that better have a payoff 
And if they don't, they're failing. And this movie is a success on every single level. I say it's the greatest of the car racing movies because I feel like I've tried to find the greatest one uh, in this road to 300. I got four for verse Ferrari left episode 299 and we're wrapping it up with a uh, you know with a fantasy one we're gonna have some end some fun at the end but episode 300 speed racer so i don't know i mean i'm out of movies i've watched pre-watched uh you know quite a few some of them did not make the list uh i don't know i mean grand prix i i said it way back grand prix does set up the troops but this movie delivers on those tropes, um, and it's a little bit more modern, so you, you you can it's an easier pill to take. Grand Prix and Rush are neck and neck in in, in my eyes. Okay, they're right there on that <laughs> on that speedway going towards that checkered flag. It's awesome. Uh, I watched this movie with someone, and both of us, we were just totally enthralled by this movie. I I was resisting the impulse to look up of what happens to these guys at the end of this because you're convinced someone's going to die and it's going to end tragically. It's, I mean, capturing an audience member like that, controlling me, you know, like really controlling my thoughts. That's that's what Rush does well. You, you, you know exactly where you are as an audience member and you want to learn more. And the best movies are learning experiences. I will say that time and time again. It's awesome to see Hemsworth acting okay not in an action role he's acting in this and he's great so check out rush another shout out to my boy ron howard opie doing it again hey i like solo okay (laughs) we're gonna end on that note everyone i love you rock and roll and goodbye